right, people. Welcome. Welcome to Zaniac Podcast. We are here and we are on time for the first time in a decade. It feels great. If you are new, this is the Zaniac Podcast where we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge. We just talk a lot of shit about your favorite shows and we make it really fun and interactive. So come here and join us live every week for all of that good shit. I'm Shawnee Suisa. This is my co-host, Zach Calhoun. Zach has a lot of opinions. Zach has a lot of opinions on what's been happening. Sorry, guys. There's a slight internet uh, delay here. I'm going to adjust my situation. Yeah, you're dropping a little bit. Am I better there? You got that LA thing going on. It's the LA Wi-Fi. Well, we just had an earthquake. So maybe it it cut everything out. All right, before we jump into the episode, guys... I want to remind you, our sponsor is Stitcher Premium. You can go to Stitcher Premium and use our code SANIAC mm. for a month off your monthly plan. It's pretty awesome. So you should go check that out. They're really cool. You can listen to all your favorite podcasts ad-free, which is wonderful. Uh, I don't know if I have too much to discuss before we jump right into the episode. I will say I want to have a general discussion on the fact that Nobody is tan this season and they all look like shit because of it. I mean, the entire <laughs> cast is pale fucking white. They all look sunken in and gray. No one's got an ounce of sunlight being in that bunker. And it's just crazy to me. And I wonder what kind of effect that would have on their psyche being in that house. Because if I was in a house and I couldn't get a droplet of sunlight and I was getting paler by the second and I was probably breaking out because when I'm not at least a little bit in the sun that I'm definitely breaking out. I mean, that's just, that's a lot to handle. And plus you don't get, sun helps you feel good. So you don't even get that at all either. So they're stuck in this gray, cold, dungeness bunker. And when you compare it to other seasons where they're in Phuket or they're, you know, in South America or in Cape Town and they're just all glowing and radiant and sun-kissed all over, it's just such a different it's such a different experience. I mean, to watch it is a different experience. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, but I, think I that, definitely um, have. I haven't noticed the part about having or not having tans, but I, <laughs> I do think that you can see how um, this choice is really backfiring on them because like you're saying, cosmetically, it, it's not working. In terms of like what's going on in the house, it seems like the house life is so boring. Mm. There, there's, there's, it, we're not getting anything on that front. Overall, I think the gimmick for the season has flopped. Um, yeah, the bunker gimmick, you mean? Yes, and yeah. I mean when you when you think about it, this is this is so what we've seen in recent on recent challenge seasons is that it, it was something that they come up with. They're like, oh my god, they think they're going to show up at a house. And we're going to get them there. And it's going to be this bunker. And we're going to get 10 whole minutes of them running around this bunker being like, why are we here? And then they're going to walk out to this room where all the cool stuff is. <laughs> and like action's going to happen. <laughs> then what do we do for the rest of the season? That's that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just don't think the challenge is the same when they're not in the sun. I like pool scenes. I like sun scenes. It's just not the same. It's, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine being there in this moment. Um, yeah, Travis wants us to discuss the uh, EW list of top 40 challengers. That definitely came out. Alex tagged us in that as well. I know a lot of people have been reading we it. We will definitely discuss that. It's yeah. not a horrible list, okay? It's not like my order of things at all by any means. Um, I'm happy with some of the people that are on here in general. I think that they like got a good bundle, but... Um, in my opinion, 
what's the most relevant thing of this whole thing is that we, the Saniac podcast, need to release a list of our favorite challengers because I think that's going to be a far more educated list. The, the people that put these together for these big ass news sites are going based off of who's the most famous and how long have they been on there for. You know, who's made the yeah. most impact in the media, not necessarily who is the best challenger. I will say that I was expecting it to be worse. I think that clearly whoever made it, I didn't look at the name of the person who wrote the list like I meant to, but whoever made it seems like they have, uh, I will say, a slightly above casual understanding of the show. So they're not a full on casual. I can't support their number one ranking, um, but overall they did a good job of representing a lot of people that you wouldn't normally see from like media that reports on the challenge these days yeah that's uh, true speak... better than the us the those us people yeah yeah um yeah better than cheat sheet or all these other challenge clickbait sites that, that you're seeing uh they they put some respect on kenny's name we speak very highly of his uh uh his achievements on the show we strictly focus on that of him as a competitor and a player on the show uh so i i do like when when people realize you know that he he is probably in my opinion he's the best of that bunch of of guys that he played the game with like Um, of his crew yeah of of his crew and that includes Derek as well which which a lot of people nowadays don't i completely agree with that i think Derek is totally overrated as a challenger i mean i think he's a great competitor but the hype for him is unreal and people always talk about who's overrated who's not that conversation is never coming up well oh we're gonna talk about overrated underrated today sean trust me (laughs) What, what i will say about this is is that uh you know an argument i've made in the past is i don't you can make the case that Derek might never have won a season if it wasn't for kenny every season absolutely uh, and granted you could reverse that argument every season that they have won they've won together but in my opinion kenny's had uh more impressive performances on uh other seasons that Derek wasn't on so i I don't know anyways here um erlene put in the comments she goes have y'all heard tina's conspiracy theory about this she says they edited it out because of the quarantine stuff going on i want to know what you're talking about what's the conspiracy you know we... and which, which tina are we talking tina barda or <laughs> tina barrow um one was on the show and one is a virtual order so all right virtual orgers can have conspiracy theories as well thank you very they much can. I, I, but i need to know i need to know what kind of level of of source we're dealing with here yeah which um, tina which tina and what is the conspiracy theory because you know that is my jam i would love to know about that conspiracy theory um leslie rogan is tan definitely lots of fake tan going on there for rogan yeah rogan probably (laughs) smuggled in spray tan like as much as possible he's doing a little nightly mitt action all right um rogan's been an interesting character this season he's been releasing a lot of crazy ass photos on instagram if you guys haven't seen them uh but let's jump into the episode yeah well, let's let's jump into the most relevant news item from the past week. Something that um, you know, I, I'm really interested to get your thoughts on this, Shani, because going into after last week's episode, going into this shit show of a week that we just had, you know, you were you were kind of trying to hold out hope that people aren't as crazy as they prove themselves to be. I would like and to let think me tell so. you something. I. I, I mean, it's without a doubt, the CT fan base, the CT stands, um, you oh guys my God, are- what? What do you have to say about the CT stands? You guys are the doing? most unbearable, unrelenting, crazy, delusional group 
of stands in the entire challenge community. They have surpassed Kara stands. Who at least have um, Kara stands at least have like a modicum of self-awareness. How can you even as to what? what? They do. Wait, whoa, excuse Johnny, me. Johnny, did you even read the thread? Excuse did you me. see the thread? Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Whoa, what a grandiose statement to make that they have the car stands happen to have self-awareness. Everybody, please put this in your pocket and save it, file it under things to bring up to Zach Calhoun when Kara is on a season and he's she. Please do. Oh, Perfect. I will still, I will still, but I will say that there is at least a percentage of Kara stands that I, lean into their reputation there, and have labeled themselves. Okay, but there the is definitely some self-awareness in the CC stand world. No, no, Shani, there is zero self-awareness among the CT fans. All right, give us the rundown of the thread because I did not read it properly. <laughs> so there were several, there were lots of CT threads and essentially what I came out of this understanding is that uh, CT's hot, CT backpacked Johnny, uh, CT's a beast, and CT has had lots of great personal growth, and he's much more humble now, and that's why he's the best ever. You can never beat CT except for the five people that have done it in eliminations before. He's the best. Shani, you and I have you know, come to the understanding that I have a very innate ability to lean into people's blind spots, to really uh, poke at personal bias that sometimes like people, they just assume is so widely accepted that they don't even realize what's going on. We've talked about my guy, Nelson Thomas on here, a, a new favorite of mine. Oh, I, really I actually liked him on this episode. People, people really don't like Nelson. And it's not necessarily because of what he's accomplished on the show. They just don't like him. So they overlook a lot of those accomplishments and they just naturally assume. Are you trying bias, to say that Nelson has accomplished more on the challenge than CT? No. no. Okay. Thank God. Well, follow, follow me here, people. Uh, th they assume that Nelson has accomplished less on the show than he really has. CT, okay. on the other hand, is the complete opposite. He's got a, a frothing at the mouth fan base of crazies who believe that he has accomplished more on the show than he really has. And is and you cannot question his greatness and his level of accomplishment. So in order to um, balance out these two polar opposites, these two biases that exist, I made a thread in which I declared that this this version of Nelson Thomas, this eight and one elimination beast, I don't count redemption, you guys. Uh, eight, or, uh, yeah, this eight and one elimination beast who has been unfairly removed, in my opinion, from two seasons and possibly even three seasons, depending on how you view his dirty thirty actions, where he gently placed punch. his palm on Derek's face. Or <laughs> gently his placed somewhere. his palm. Um. <laughs> ever so gently placed his palm on I simply face. said that that man who has by the way go re-watch the Nelson versus Hunter elimination from Dirty 30 I did this weekend it's brutal it's physical and Nelson yeah that one was that crazy shit. I mean the one where they're, they have to get to the corner impressive. and they're like attached yes. yeah yeah yes like that that's so anyways I just said that this version of CT that we've seen these last several seasons who gets in worse and worse shape who clearly is more so motivated by the check. 
He plays the game not like the CT that people talk about. He, he plays the game like Dario. Dario had this whole big storyline on the on Dirty 30 where everyone's saying, oh, Dario, he's just sleeping. He's just here to sleep and try and make it to the finals. Guys, that's what CT's been doing for okay. all this time. He won last season. But that's not doing true nothing. for all that's not true for all of his seasons. CT made a huge the thing that we're forgetting is like he's had now because there's so many seasons every year yeah he's competed in a bunch of seasons where he's been slightly useless but before that he was on it for a decade do you know what i mean which was a lot a span a longer time maybe it had less seasons that he did over that time but it spanned a longer time and he was dominant for a longer period of years than he wasn't after that guy separate him guys the banana backpack happened over a decade ago separate it stop stop but the thing is but the thing is ct wasn't really winning when banana backpack happened he started winning later once he grew up once he grew up the challenges got slightly easier and he got slightly savvier so but in terms of a physical dominance he was you cannot say that you cannot say that people weren't scared of ct for a genuine reason for a very long period of time on the challenge because he was just so ripped and capable of things the only physical elimination ct has ever won on the show headbanger is the banana backpack and he wasn't i question some of his losses season so this is all i wanted to say this version of ct this out of shape here for a paycheck version of ct who sleepwalks through seasons i just said you know i wanted to expose the bias so i posted a thread and i said look nelson Eight and one physical beast. You just want to expose the bias. You wanted to start shit and get 1.2k comments on there. That's what I wanted wanted to see who's self aware and who's not. And there is a large percentage of the posters on Challenge fans that are not self aware. They see CT and they just. They can't even yeah, fathom I that he's not that. what he once was. I agree with that, but I understand why they see him that way because he's had such a lineage on this show. Like he's done so much in terms of presence, actual television character presence. And that is what leaves an Im- impact in someone's head. It's not necessarily the world's greatest competitor. Who the fuck remembers half the people who were amazing on challenges back in the day? No one. But CT was such a character on the show. My issue is not with CT himself. My issue is with the fan base that cannot properly dissect the information that this show has given us. They cannot separate these things. And it is their I want to get a CT in on here. <laughs> uh, their ravenous support of this man and the excuses they make for his losses and the things that they say just the way all, all right, this what mental scaffolding. No, I, I can excuse a few of his losses. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Against Brad, that push me thing. Okay, that that's is it. one no, of the stupidest. It. Against Kyle, I think that elimination was no! Kyle JP, no! that was the stupidest elimination on this planet. A three-way ring battle. If CT a three-way ring battle. If CT is the guy you say he is. Three-way, three-way elimination are ridiculous, especially when they're dependent on two people doing the other work. If it was a three-way puzzle or something with that, then yeah, I would think so. I think this is going to be one of the nights where there's going to be more Team Zach support in the comments than. I also happen to think that. I also happen to think that that elimination on what was it? Free agents. What was the one where he did the puzzles that he was climbing up? Like I understand the the Johnny puzzle. You lost that one fair and square for sure, but. 
the CT who's in a right headspace could easily beat Johnny in that kind of puzzle. That was just a matter of mentality. And, and listen, that's like a thing. Here's the thing. And Robert's already sounding off in the comments because he knows. <laughs> Nelson has won a three-way elimination. Robert, before. shut up. <laughs> Nelson so beat Corey Ashley. and Shane on Invasion. But so has Ashley. And Nelson played that dirty okay. as fuck. So has Ashley. But CT, how come the greatest challenge player of all time gets excuses made for why he lost a three-way physical elimination? I'm not saying he's the greatest challenge player of a all time. A lot of people are. I'm not saying, but I don't think are. that I don't think that he has to be the greatest challenge. I don't think that just because they think that he's the greatest challenge of all time, that means that instantly all of their arguments are wrong. Because if you think about it, the argument against the three-way elimination is actually very valid. I hated that elimination format. I think it was fucking stupid. And I hated the push-me format. And I hated the puzzle format. And I hated so many of the formats of a lot of the eliminations back in the day. We can go on and on and discredit people like cams eliminations and so many other people who do eliminations where we don't like the formats of them but the second that it's a ct stand that brings it up it's like well they're making excuses uh my issue is that it's not a ct stand it's 1.2 thousand ct <laughs> stands and you're fuck you're all fucking nuts and what everyone needs to understand is that when we talk overrated underrated it is not player nuts I'm not saying they're not nuts. Let's get that clear. But I'm saying Good. that but I'm saying that not everything they are saying is nuts just because it's coming out of their mouths. I think it's pretty nuts because <laughs> if you go back and you look through that thread, literally, and guys, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you the facts and you can make whatever you want of this. 75% of the comments on that thread are women saying, CT's hot <laughs> and I stand by him no matter what. Okay. Yeah, that's the effect that well, that's all right. That's ct without old body has i guess that's it that. it's a look, lasting effect look don't like people want to give me all this oh he's so humble now and he's a good mm -hmm. sport but that's the edit that's what they're trying to give you that he's this toned down we don't know that that's guy. the edit we have we have not had a single droplet of tea that has that has said that ct is not like his edits right now there has never been anyone who's come well, out there's never we don't any have any official droplets of tea, but I did we hear have none. We have none. And there would be. There would be. How many times do we hear bashing of so many other people? I think the one thing that we've heard recently that wasn't great about CT was the ranking of girls. Do you think that it, would, it showed good sportsmanship and growth that CT spent all of Final Reckoning in the Redemption House insulting the physical conditioning and aging of Veronica Portillo? when he was an out of shape man who had himself admitted that he do would not finish that. Do I think it was a good character of him? No. Do I think that there was a lot of accuracy to that and he wanted a partner who was going to at least put in some effort and try? Yeah. And do I think that you would say way worse things to somebody in that same situation? Absolutely. <laughs> I would show up to the show in shape. I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> I don't okay, think him losing that season or being in Redemption House was not by any means just his fault. He was partnered with Veronica. That's a difficult. He put all the blame on her. He didn't put all the blame. Yes, on Yes, he did. He put all the blame on her. Honestly, and I everyone watch that ate it up. So bad. They ate it up. Shawnee, I'm disappointed in the defense that you've given CT here. And before I'm we get into the episode. CT. The... I'm not defending CT. I am arguing against 
your perspective on this or no your lack of perspective on this because your lack of understanding on why people are this hyped on ct i don't love ct ride or die whatever the fuck but there was a time in my life okay where i would go back and only watch seasons that ct was on why because he made the show better he was a fucking personality yeah. in the show he was an absolute character his storyline was deep it was moving there was actual arc to it there was development to it and it felt authentic and real and that's something that people can relate to so much more and so i understand why people ride or die for ct because they've grown up with ct they've watched him through all of these phases in his life and it makes sense to me why people are so passionate and pro ct i cannot say the same for some other people on the show who people stand hardcore and aggressively but i do understand why people are so behind ct in this way do i think they're right no do i think they're wrong every single second of the time because there just happen to be ct stands also no so I'm not saying that I'm defending CT forever, but I'm definitely saying that you're a little wrong. I, I was that guy too. I've already given you all my credentials. I love CT, <laughs> but I hold show. him to a standard. <laughs> he shouldn't get to coast on past reputation that he doesn't earn anymore. It's not, it's not <laughs> unheard of for people yes. in their late 30s he to show up to in shape to the show. Yes, he shouldn't get to coast. That's right. But on the show, has he really been coasting that intensely? Not crazy intense, crazy only, coasting. Only because of ridiculous circumstances, not because the show has allowed that to happen. This season, he didn't really. And last season, he was just happened to be on Team Brits. That just ended up being the luckiest situation ever that he was on Team Brits. If he was on Team USA, you think he would have coasted as long? Hell to the no, he would have been yes! in the fucking he no, coasted, he coasted, absolutely coasted. not. With the way with the way things were happening last season, he would have not coasted on Team US. I absolutely disagree with that statement. This is this is wild, you guys. You don't get this on any other challenge podcast. You don't get such disagreement <laughs> here. We're we're giving it to you all right now. Um, look, maybe we hopefully we can agree on this, Shawnee. Something I've been trying on. to reiterate to people: overrated, underrated. I think what people don't understand that is game. that overrated and underrated is primarily determined by fan response. The That's way that true. people react to the player determines whether it, it's not the sole determining factor, but it's the majority determining factor. If you had to pick either overrated or underrated for something, you have to take into account how much credit a person receives yeah, from the people that are giving them the credit. I agree. That's why I think, for example, Tori Deal is not overrated because so many people think she's overrated that they end up overruling the people who actually rate her and therefore she is not overrated and therefore she the is opinion, an interesting case the in opinion that she is overrated is in fact an overrated opinion she if if you look at it this way look here's the underrated side and here's the overrated side it's and yeah i'll agree with you by line. the way ct is yeah. overrated but i understand why Tori, I would say, skews to the overrated side, but she's closer to the middle than a CT who skews so far overrated because of... of I just, I mean, I, I honestly just think that so many people think she's overrated that at this point, 
all of you guys, if you guys all got together, you Toby, Tori's overrated fans, like you guys would have a bigger party than the people who actually rate Tori in the challenge world, right? Maybe her personal fan base is a little bit different, but in the challenge world and in the challenge groups and things, people don't overrate her anymore. In fact, all of the rating that the cast did last season made all the fans completely underrate the girl. There has been a lot of Tory backlash, and honestly, it's hard to sort out because a lot of the Tory backlash comes from Kara stands, and you know that Kara stands <laughs> just they dictate the backlash based on who goes against Kara, which is why they'll it's cool they'll, like Kara stands have 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 a modicum of uh, self modicum of self awareness. <laughs> they do like it like Kara Maria Defender is is at least like a good cult leader because uh, he oh, understands yeah? the the web of bullshit that he has spun, but people buy into it. <laughs> right so so that's that's kind of what i'm saying with that now let's go to the other side let's talk about who is actually underrated people see, look, who at these, pre- look at these comments though like everyone's saying tori has nothing tori's overrated see there's nobody in the comments who's like tori's the best that's because she's not overrated because in fact everybody thinks that she's overrated that you guys all think she sucks you know what shawnee I fucking love this. Yeah. I love what you're saying. <laughs> this is, this is like a Zach take right now, except you're two, you're two steps ahead of me. This is like a yeah. take that I would have next season, right? Mm-hmm. But you're already on it. I'm already, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting this shit. You have to stay ahead of the curve on these things. Like that, if for anybody that used to watch Lizzie McGuire back in the day. Ooh, shotgun Miranda. Ahead, ahead of the curve. You have to stay ahead of it. You have to anticipate who's getting played out or who's not getting enough credit. And if you want to talk about truly underrated people who have done well on the show relative to the amount of criticism they catch, the two names for me that come up, one, Nelson, because as we've seen, like if you say Nelson anywhere on social media, people will rail him. Mm. So he's clearly underrated. Tori Hall clearly underrated people despise her and they despise her because uh because she played well i think it's because of you i think they don't like her because of they you. don't like her because <laughs> of me i think you've gone on such a rampage for tori hall that everyone online is just like no we don't like her mm. i you know what i would love to be a tastemaker like that if, if i influence <laughs> people not to kidding. not like i someone, think we're tastemakers on on many I'm many in. a level in the challenge world on if many i'm a level. tastemaker yo i'm in Guys, um, uh, what was I gonna say about a uh, uh, Nelson? Was oh, I, I when he first came out though with some of his performances, like when he did go against Hunter and he had to go against Corey and all that. I feel like he was very accurately rated at that point. People were giving him yes. a lot of respect. They were yeah. they were giving him a lot. I I think it sort of fell off around the soccer elimination because that yep. was really an embarrassing show. And it was so embarrassing that it left a way bigger stain on his record than any of his other impressive performances. And even though he won that elimination, nobody actually sees that as a win, you know? You're nobody, on it. Nobody's thinking that as a win. So that was the that was the switch. That was when it flipped. Tori Hall, I don't know when that flipped. I, that's, I that's, that's my partner right there. Look, Tori, it's, it's, here's the bottom line. People don't like the attitude that she exhibited on the show. They don't like it. Trust me, the first time, the first time I saw Tori cry, like we talked about the Abe and Adam fight crying in the background, I was like, <laughs> oh God, this girl's unbearable. But through an unbiased eye, you have to, you have to look at the way she actually played on Cutthroat. And it's, it's literally not debatable. It's one of the best political seasons that anyone's ever played on the show. No, it's not, not debatable. ever played. Whether you like her or not, it's a what about, fact. What about Evelyn on the Island? 
Okay, fine. One of the best. Oof, One of the moved. best. Right. Kenny and Laurel freshman too. Fantastic. Well, that was that. Yeah, yeah. That that was a great physical and a great political showing. Unless you're that. Yeah. Have you seen that guy Benjamin Martinez on on the Challenge Fans group? No. Why? What's he saying? He's insane. He's insane. <laughs> he he's saying? like you know that you know the people that say like jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Nine eleven truthers. No. He's like he's like a Kenny truther. Oh, I don't know. There's nine eleven truthers. Jeez. Oh my God, where the hell have you been? Oh my God, that's like a whole world. I don't even Did that not make it out to California? I don't think it made it out here. <laughs> the Wi-Fi is too slow. We didn't yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, he's like a Kenny truther. If, if you read, he does like these crazy like Infowars seven page things. Like Kenny actually had 27 allies in Fresh Meat too. He didn't do anything. It's is that crazy. a joke? Yeah. excuse me benjamin please come join our lives we got things to talk about <laughs> oh my god he would come in here for sure <laughs> definitely somebody tag him all right should we get into the episode yeah uh i mean <laughs> i wanted to get all the fun stuff out of the way because this episode honestly in my opinion sucked so <laughs> Zach, let's go i it. i really like don't know if i agree with you on that i think that this episode apart from a few moments that were horrific was actually great i liked Oh, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it, everybody. Okay. Right, we're starting the Ooh, recap now. We're gonna disagree tonight, baby. Let's go. <laughs> this, is, this is a night for fights. I came in here feeling <laughs> spicy, so it makes sense. Um, <laughs> all right, elimination aftermath. We hop in post the elimination. Uh, we go back into the bunker. You hear Kyle as they're leaving say, "Haha, CT, what a loser!" And then you see him in the bunker saying to Jay, "Welcome to the Who Be Who's Beat CT Club." Love it. I was dying. I knew you were fucking loving that. Honestly, that was hilarious. Kyle has said some really funny shit post eliminations. That's been, ooh, just bellissimo. <laughs> uh, Ashley and Maddie they start forming this alliance. They seem a little bit drunk. I kind of had a feeling this was not going to last long. Then, this is, by the way, when I noticed people started uh, being very, very pale. Was Maddie in this lighting in the fire? I was like, damn, nobody mm. has a tan right now. Guys, Maddie, wow. She's on, she's, Maddie's on this season. Yeah, she, she was up. on this episode. Wow. She had, great, she had some fucking bomb one-liners. Oh, my God. We'll get into it. Oh, everybody thinks this season sucks. The challenge was awful. Good. We're going to talk about it, guys. It's the Saniac podcast. Come on. We're, People we're are going to like what I have to say today. <laughs> okay, so then we go to Baron Kayla. They're continuing the storyline. They're really slow rolling their romance here. I mean, they are showing us every single bit of development in this romantic thing that ends up happening with Kayla and Bear. Usually we only get like the hookup part or it'll all be condensed into one episode where we'll see them flirting and then getting with each other but they are showing us step one to z uh kayla tweeted something recently about bear being persistent and that this is like why they ended up hooking up people got really mad about that we can talk about that more when it actually goes down and then bear decides that this is going to be his time to show his fireman skills and he drops the funniest fucking line ever he goes kayla might look at me and think "Ooh, he's a bad boy or a fireman <laughs> and I just fell to the fucking floor how can a man be so funny like honestly that was the yes. funniest shit ever that was it, the funniest it shit was like ever. that was that was probably the hot it's gonna be the highlight of the entire season like i literally fell out of my <laughs> off my sectional i say, I, I, fell off bed. I was dying i was honestly dying i thought it was the no way he was doing it he, the, the way he was firing it off that is <laughs> The way he was it firing it so off funny. is what I imagine um, girls would do if they had a dick for a day. 
that's exactly what he was doing. It like, was so he's fucking funny. So charismatic. He takes the fire extinguisher and just blows it up in this room that's in Oh, come on now. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. It was a small fucking room. Anyways, honestly, I don't know if I would have loved it if I was there because I'm not one for inhaling chemicals. I won't lie. But Yeah, if you were on the other side of it, it might not have been as fun. But I still think that a little bit of my pride in me would say I can't not take this funny. Like, I don't think I would ever be able to take that kind of thing personally because just deep down, I would know that if I took a person, I'd be so mad at myself because realistically, it's actually hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be too stubborn um, in that area. I'd have to just fucking crack up. So going back to a point that we were talking about a minute or two ago, I was scrolling back through some of the comments and Alexandria says, people judge based on cockiness. You can't be a good challenger if people think you're cocky. Fans just aren't going to go for it. No, and I disagree. Honestly, like, I think that is so true that that really, tur- like people who, who really take uh, like the surface value away from the show, what they see is what they interpret that rubs them the wrong way immediately and you see it with you see it with ct people a lot of times will say like i love humble dad bod ct because he really like grew up and he learned all these lessons i didn't like who he was back then now maybe it's because i'm like just a natural asshole but i'm the complete opposite (laughs) like i want people to entertain me so if you entertain me with your antics if you truly don't give a fuck and i deem that, that that it's genuine and it's not an act or maybe it maybe it's it's a put on at a certain point. Like that's that's what I go for. I like but, okay, old but CT. think about but how come Wes is so well liked? Excellent he has, like, question. He has like not a single hater, you know. Excellent I, I, question. I do Man, think that Shani. it's very person specific. I think some people, and this is just a regular, this is an everyday thing. You're gonna come across this everywhere in life. Some people who are cock- cocky and confident are annoying, right? But some people are cocky and confident, you find it fantastic right Hmm. and i just i don't know if that is something that's actually from the person or if it's from the interpreter you know the person who's actually looking at them or if it's from from them so i'm not i'm not 100 sure where that comes from but i do think that maybe more recent challengers have faced that problem like cam tori uh i mean i could list quite a few damn you're 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 exposing my blind spots right now i've been prodding myself all week on hitting other people in their blind spots and you're coming in here and you're just changing the way that i'm looking you're just coming up with shit that i didn't even think about well somebody dropped a good one uh was that wes is liked because he was an underdog and i i do think that factors in massively when it comes to these competition Mm. shows if you look at some of my favorite seasons of big brother apart from a few exceptions for the most part i always loved the underdog I was, you know, Janelle is a huge fan favorite on Big Brother. And it's because she was always targeted by every single human in the house. And she would have to win, 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 win in order to stay in. You like that kind of story. You know, you like that character development. Yeah, the the underdog edit. And I think this is something we discussed last year when it came to Kara, who had had flipped from the underdog into, you know, like the evil that she used to fight against. The underdog edit is so powerful. It's it's Almost mm-hmm. everyone who watches a reality competition or any kind of competition, any kind of movie, any kind of sporting event, the underdog is so endearing to you. It, there's a part of you that wants to see the underdog knock off the power that's controlling them. You know, for me, when I when I watched The Duel for the first time, I, I loved the weirdo Beth and Svetlana thing. I, I, I 
a part of me wanted yes, to see them with succeed. With Nehemiah, though, oh my God. Even, yeah, even though they were so combustible, <laughs> it, it was not possible. Their freak alliance wasn't going to work. But when Kara first came around, that's why people loved her. When CT was I on Rivals, when Kara. CT was a man alone on Rivals, that's why people loved him because they looked like he was fighting against yeah, everyone. He, he, was like, he was like Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? In, in, in one of his old action <laughs> movies going up against all these people. And when it came, that's why I thought things were so backwards last season, because when it came to Kara and, and how much people love her, it's like, no, like she's in a spot right now where usually that's the person you want to see lose. And you did eventually see the fan base turn on her uh, because of that sitting in that position of power. Yeah, massively. I mean, I will say this one thing about cockiness is that it will gain you very loud haters but it will also gain you a fan base. There's also going to be a lot of people. And I don't think that the fan base is necessarily as loud as the haters are. For example, with Cam, the woman still has a huge fan base. There's still a ton of people who like her, who support her, but they're mm. nowhere near as loud as the people who dislike her and discredit her. Right. And that's just kind of standard practice. I think that it goes for so many of the challengers now, because often if you like someone, you just like them, you enjoy them you support them, but you're not about to sit there on the computer and just rummage off because you love them and you're going to go and defend every single, you know, thread about them. I mean, it's just, it's a bit of a waste, right? You're, you're at peace with that decision. It's a, a peaceful thing to like someone and support them. But then if you hate someone, you're in a mode of, and just so much gusto that when you see those takes, you feel like you have to jump in there and criticize. And it's also a lot more enjoyable to release things online, like criticism and shit like that. You know, you're not necessarily going on there to be lovey-dovey in a group. You kind of want to get a fight going. You kind of want to argue. You're like, well, you're wrong, mister. You know? And so I do think that a lot of that stuff is a lot louder, but you know, there are definitely phenomenons in the challenge world where people like Wes and stuff. What a, what a huge fucking following he has. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I, I can't I can't yeah. offer anything else up to that. I think that's great. I think that's spot on. I yeah, I like I personally enjoy cocky people, but to a certain extent. I think that if it feels authentic to me and if it feels genuine to me and it feels like self-love, then I'm all for it. If it feels like a facade, a mask, then I'm not necessarily all for it, but I support it because fake it till you make it. And so those people will eventually actually love themselves so much. Yeah, I'm that's that's what it comes down to for me a lot of the time is I, I'm all about authenticity. Um, are you are you showing us is your cockiness genuinely? Is that a part of your real personality? Do you really walk that walk or are you just trying to play a character? Are you trying to put on a front? That's that's mm. what I typically gravitate towards. I, I like the people who, you know, the best characters on this show are the people that are showing you a pretty good look at, at themselves. Maybe it's, it's, you know, they're We're self-aware. They're, yeah. They're putting it on for the camera a little bit. It's, it's mm. more of a, of a hyped up version of themselves, but underneath it all, it really is their genuine personality. And th those are the people. That it's I like bear. Why do we like bear so much? Because he's so fucking honest. You know, yes. he might be the most ridiculous human and he might lie all the time, but his personality is so authentic. He, he knows he's lying. It's for jokes. It's this, it's that, you know, he's so, uh, he does not hide his flaws. He does not try. He just jokes about everything. And I think that comes through so significantly. And also it'd be a little bit hypocritical for me to not like people who are cocky. Cause that is, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's no human on this planet. I love more than myself. So, <laughs> so I don't know if I can go around being like, you can't love yourself. 
Oh man, I I I always love having comment Jack in the comments. Comment section is great tonight. Yeah, comment section is awesome tonight. I love you guys all. Jack is the hunter stand. I feel like we have so many stands, like so many different players represented by stands in our comments. It's it's great. We do, we do. I feel like everyone has their person. You know, yeah. everyone's got everyone's got someone in here. Um. All right. So back to the episode. We were like in the middle of this bear fight. Okay, he sprays everybody. People are leaving the room. Ashley starts freaking out. He threw chemicals in my face, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then you end up getting Ashley spitting on Bear, which we need to discuss this. Is spitting on someone as insulting to you as it is to what seems like everybody else in the world? Well, definitely not as insulting to me as it is to Maddie, but I am glad you brought up the spitting because there, there is a parallel that needs to be made here. The, the challenge is so cyclical in this way. Today, is David Edwards' birthday from Real World Los Angeles, the original okay. challenge spitter, the, oh the man who on Battle of the Sexes spit in Puck's face and, uh, and to celebrate his birthday. Wait, it's his birthday today? I believe so, yes. That's crazy. And to celebrate his birthday several months ago, knowing when this would air, Ashley decided to spit on Bear, which apparently broke a Southern code as according to Maddie, that's as bad as, you know, like fucking up someone's like, car. I'm sorry, but if someone wants to spit on me versus punch me, please spit on me. Like, have you ever taken a punch? A punch hurts way more. Spit you clean off. I just don't understand. I understand it's insulting. I get that part. But I don't get why it's so severe to people around the world. Like, it's the worst thing you could ever do to someone ever is spit on them. Also, Derek dropped in the, com uh, in the comment section, New York and Pumpkin that scene is forever epic oh my god somebody did a uh, remake of it with m emojis those little <laughs> those little apple characters and it was so fucking funny <laughs> i was creasing it's somewhere in reality tv fans you guys should go check it out man yeah happy 49th birthday to david edwards greg is always on it jonathan jonathan of course i see you in the comments i i've got i i've got a lot of love for jonathan i'll never forget the night that he participated in my win a date with Aggie uh org that i did and i'll always appreciate him for that why why like for example why was ashley spitting on bear seen as so much worse than bear fire extinguishing like 15 people do you know what i mean <laughs> uh, surely <laughs> one tiny bit of spit is not as bad as an entire fire extinguisher full of fucking chemicals and yeah so they didn't even get a good like um, i don't know i don't get it why was there so much more anger towards her in that it's just, it was, the whole thing was weird. Obviously, Barry goes about it in a you can't be mad at me because I don't care kind of way, which Ashley definitely should have done, but. I'll have to do a, a power rankings of, of all the best people spitting on people incidents. You've got, you've got Keith Hernandez spitting on Kramer. Uh, you've got Bret Hart spitting on Vince McMahon at Survivor Series 1997. You've got David Edwards spitting on Puck. That's three. I don't think this one cracks. This the top doesn't five. crack it yeah, at it all. It wasn't There's a good no camera way. angle. Well, New York yeah. and Pumpkin for sure. That's like number one in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's in there too. So that's four. The fifth spot, it's it's open. Well, open for interpretation. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to search for that fifth spot. Um, okay, so then after that, we end up getting the altercation with Ashley and Maddie. Ashley starts saying he put toxic chemicals in my mouth and Maddie drops the funniest fucking line. She goes, I'm sure you've had worse, bitch. Oh my God. Everybody was like, oh. 
crazy. And then Ashley <laughs> counters back. With. And now this was a ri- this was a big risk for Ashley to take because it can be so easily debunked. Ashley then says, "Well, you know, you've been sucking everyone's dick in the house." And Maddie goes, "Whose dick have I sucked in this house?" And then Ashley goes, "All of them." Which is so easily debunked because all the guys there can just be like, "Well, shit, no, she, no, no, <laughs> no she, she hasn't. <laughs> she hasn't sucked my dick." So, so I guess you're gonna have to take me off that list. So it wasn't a great comeback by yeah, Ashley. But then she, she drops more creative. Then she drops the whole Maddie going to jail incident, and she brings that up in a which a I appreciate way. I like that Thank too. You. Everyone got mad about that, but you fucking had a DUI. Why is that such a- Yeah, as we discussed, she had multiple DUIs. And I mm-hmm. see, God, I hate suck-ups on Twitter. I hate Twitter suck-ups. And any sucking up on Twitter. Yeah, anytime everybody. like Ashley or Maddie say something and then you got everyone in their comments, oh, Maddie, that was so rude for them to say. I know you're trying to move on from your past mistakes. It's like, shut up. I'm sorry, but a DUI, like that's a mistake. You have to be able to discuss it. You can't, like, that's not something that's going to be forever off limits for the rest of time. Yeah, if you got multiple Deweys, then I'm sorry, but your Twitter apology isn't really, like, it's not really enough for me. I'm I'm not just going to forgive you right away. Uh, I mean, I just don't think that's that bad. I, I, like, you did it. It wasn't this horrible. It's not like she, for example when uh what was what was that girl should i forget on are you the one she's so gorgeous shanley when shanley came at alexis for being the cousin of a murderer something along those lines right that was a bullshit that was a whole bullshit situation that she definitely shouldn't have done it was way uncalled for and it was so irrelevant maddie actually committed this dui she was the one who got in trouble i mean this is a situation you're are you the one what was that that's are you the one season one correct yeah shanley that's, you're that's, are you the one one deep cut is are you the one one me. are you the one one can you believe none of those people ever made it on i mean some of them did but like for the most part as a whole i mean at this point my stance is that mtv messed up there's multiple great are you the oneers that should have made it on that Bria. Didn't. yeah we didn't get bria and zach the biggest fuck boy in are you the one history didn't make it onto the show like what a travesty yeah that's bad also check out e-money's new album it's dedicated to alexis you should definitely wait e-mon e-money Iman? No, Imani. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about le- uh, org legend Iman. No, 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 no. Okay. Imani. <laughs> you just got so excited there. Wait, wait, Iman? Iman? Wait, wait. Imani e- double D? Did you just say Iman? Oh my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> like exactly what I wanted to talk about right now. Shout <laughs> out to the legend. I know everybody on our comment section knows what Iman is, so that's cool. All right, so uh, we move over through this little fight. We get Big T, Nelson, Jenny. They're all, like, watching on the couch. It was pretty hilarious, the reaction shots. Uh, Nani versus Maddie then starts up. I don't know where the hell this came from. This is also when I started noticing that Nani wasn't tan at all, which was really weird for me to see. Mm. Nobody was tan. It's weird to see them fighting when they're not tan. I'm not a fan. Uh, Then we go into the daily challenge, and it's called Cold War. I know a lot of people in the comments said that they didn't like this challenge, but excuse me, I fucking love the design of this challenge. So they're divided into teams of five. Each team is going to be split into two groups, three divers and two breakers. To begin, one team sends their divers into the ice-cold freezing water, and their goal is to release all of these puzzle pieces from the floor of the water. Then once the puzzle pieces are released, they solve the puzzle as fast as they can, and the two breakers from an opposing team will be breaking this giant brick of ice and sending it down a chute 
so into the water so that way they can make the water colder for the team that's trying to get the puzzle pieces the team with the fastest time wins and all five team members are the tribunal which is a huge whoop-de-doo five people in the tribunal that's a kind of a big deal um i like the format of this challenge i thought the design was cool i thought it was very cool i was not like super... and it was dangerous and it was dangerous I feel like it was too dangerous to justify <laughs> such like a simple, because there really wasn't anything, like there wasn't any kind of skill needed for this game. It was just like, okay, we got a bunch of pieces the puzzle, of water, jump in there, the puzzle, get it out. The puzzle. The puzzle. I, the puzzle. I actually like what Robert said. It, it, it did give me throwback to a far superior challenge, a daily challenge on Gauntlet 3, when they're all in, in the ice room and they had to jump into the yeah, ice bath and, keep and it get going. out. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> it, it, it turned out to be the ruin of Danny Jamison, the only chance he ever had to make a final. Oh, God. And he, he shot himself in the foot. I really, I liked it. I thought it reminded me of a lot of old challenges. Like it also was very similar to the one where they were like sitting on the ice blocks doing a uh, human. Oh yeah, on Duel Two. Yeah, that I, was I don't a know. Cool like one. I liked those because I, I really think it comes down to the the production value. It's it's they make it up to be so much yeah. more epic than it mm. is. And they then when it falls flat, like because back on what we're talking about on Duel Two and Gauntlet Three, you didn't have this like Michael Bay style production. <laughs> that it, it was just okay. It's the challenge. Like they they didn't take themselves too seriously, and there was a, a payoff for that. But this, it's really a simple concept, and and I see a couple people in in like yeah the ice pickers was pointless they didn't do anything <laughs> the ice pickers really added very little value but yeah. i have a conspiracy theory for this challenge by the way after nelson and them almost got hypothermia slash did they raised the temperature of the water for the rest of the teams because that's what seemed, i was thinking it seemed way easier for the teams the after them than it was for the two teams before and and there was one graphic after that happened, I think during Johnny's run, where it said the water was 51 degrees. And I'm looking at that, I'm like, that's bullshit. No way. Yeah, yeah. No way. There was I no, definitely think they raised it. They they had to have because also it's a it's kind of a uh insurance issue. You know, if if one yeah. if one team ends up getting such severe uh hypothermia from it because they're fucking in the water for too long, you can see them when they came out. They were, I mean, Nelson could not even walk, then they couldn't they couldn't justify keeping the temperature at that level for the rest of the teams it just wouldn't have worked out that way also i i have a really bad taste in my mouth at, at tj making like the insulting comment to Corey's team for quitting same i i don't under like that they i don't like tj this that season out. that wasn't a good look yeah that was not a good look I was not a fan of that. Anyways, let's run through this challenge. So we get the first team up. It's team one divers, team two breakers. Rogan, Josh, Fessy are the divers. Jordan and Swagger are the breakers. I didn't get why Jordan was a breaker until he announced that he was not trying to win because he didn't want Tori to lose. Um, Fessy gets the first puzzle piece. They do pretty well. Jordan's breaking the ice. Swaggy's throwing it down. And, uh, and then they end up getting to the puzzle. And TJ makes another line right here that I also didn't like. And he goes, they can't fuck this up any more than they already did while they were doing the puzzle. But like it just didn't seem it didn't seem like it even fit there i felt like they were i felt like he was saying that to a different team and they added that in there it just didn't feel like a fit yeah. at all it felt yeah. so out of place that makes sense 
then we go into team two divers and team three breakers. This is Nelson, Kayla, and D diving. This is like the catastrophic dive. And Maddie and Melissa are breaking. Maddie and Melissa choose not to throw any ice. They don't break any ice and throw it in because they don't want it to be colder for their team, which I thought was a pretty good strategy. And you get D saying she's not going to quit. Like she doesn't care. She's going to keep going. They're shaking at this point. And after, I guess, what was 15 minutes that Fessy said, um, TJ kicks them out. He's like, you're done. You can't keep doing this. They all try and help Nelson out the pool, but it's just too much for him. He basically collapses. Then they end up getting an ambulance for him. I mean, you could see, first of all, how pale, which is the theme of this episode tonight, the <laughs> girls were, and yep. and how shaken everything was. You couldn't really see Nelson's face after. They didn't show you much because he was all wrapped. He was literally burritoed up. Um, but you could see like the hands on the girls. They were physically trembling. It was insane. So I can't even imagine what that feeling was for them and how painful that was. Um, and Nelson gets taken away in ambulance. He goes to the hospital. We don't know what happens to him at this point. It does instill some fear in everybody else's eyes, but then we see the rest of the teams go and they do a lot better, which is why my conspiracy theory definitely stands. They must've raised the temperature. It was just nuts. Anthony also mentioned that they were wearing gloves after the later teams. So they decided like, listen, we got to give them gloves. We got to, you know, mm -hmm. we can't. And the water was apparently lower. So it wasn't as deep for them to dive in. Cla classic challenge, just yeah. completely unfair for the people that went before. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with Jessica too. Like Nel Nelson's the only one that had to go in with two girls. Like they literally had no chance compared to the rest of the teams. And, you know, my, yeah, man, so my man Nelson was still going for it. He was still going hard. He put his body on the line. Love him. He absolutely killed that. So Wes get, peeing in the water, that, that's getting a lot of love in the comments. That, I, that was a pretty good strategy. Because it was golden. Yeah. <laughs> golden. <laughs> so team three divers and team four icebreakers with Jay, Tori, and Wes. Great team, in my opinion. And then Casey and Big T were cutting. Casey uh, starts reading the instructions in her confessional. I don't know if you noticed this when she was doing her confessional about like how oh. things are working and stuff. God. Now, I know a lot of people hate this, but I want to defend Casey for this confessional because this is very classic Big Brother. They will ask you to go through the instructions of the, of the challenges, whatever it is. Because on Big Brother, there's not a host that's running through everything as clearly. So the confessionals where they're going through the challenges is far more important, far more relevant. And this was just a classic Big Brother run through of the instructions. But people hate her for it. I don't know why. No personality. That's, that's what's missing. Yeah, but maybe she just isn't for a reality TV personality, which is very different to no personality in general. Well, that's true. Some people in front have personality and then they, they get in front of a camera and it's just not <laughs> quite there. Erlene says this ain't BB, we don't care. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, would you rather have someone spit on you or stand next to them in cold water and pee on you? Um, I wouldn't mind either. <laughs> I don't know if I would... I don't think I would mind okay. either. Like I don't, right. think, I don't think either are that gross. Think about I've been in some swimming pools during nature parties. Mind you, I was really fucked up. But still, when you think about what the water is at a nature party, oh my god, I can't even believe I ever won in those. And I would probably go into another nature pool at party. a nature party. What is a nature party? Is 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 that like what happens in midsummer? No, okay. Nature parties are the greatest thing on the face of this planet, people. Planet. <laughs> knit there's so much fun it's 24 7 music you know in festivals in america you go and they've got a schedule for things and music shuts off at two or at three no nature parties 24 7 music there's always music happening multiple stages there's like usually areas 
Although, I mean, nature parties could also be one stage and really small, but it's usually near water too. So you can go swimming in a river or a lake or there's pools. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Irving. (laughs) Yeah, those comments might have burned you. I mean, it might have. Okay, I don't want someone to spit on me, but I would say spitting on me and peeing in water next to me is very equal in terms of grossness levels. One is not significantly worse than the other. Do you know what I mean? Plus, if you were in freezing water, I would have probably peed myself. Oh yeah, I I think yeah, I think I would have chugged uh, a bunch of water. Yeah, Yeah, I would have chugged a bunch of water and made it my pee. Everyone was swimming in. Um, Okay, so anyways, we go through this uh, this round with Wes and them. Now, Jay working carabiners. This was something else that I noticed. People were really impressed with Jay, but the guy's a climber. He's got skills. Everyone's struggling with the carabiners. This is his specialty. So obviously he was going to do this very well. They smashed this challenge. They end up doing better than everybody else. Then we got team four divers, team five breakers. This was Banana, Anissa, and Bear, and then Jenna and, and Jenny. Um, this is where Bear continues his love story with Kayla. He says, I love you before he goes in there. And Banana's strategy really pays off here. He unhooks all the, all the puzzle pieces and then takes them all out together, which is great. You end up wasting so much less time because you're still focused on taking them out. And then you're already at the same spot where you have to remove them from the water anyway. So it was pretty perfect. I was very impressed there. That's moments like that when you really notice Banana's experience in these kind of challenges. Very smart. I agree. Um, Fabi seems to think that, that Johnny was very anxious to dive into Wes's uh, piss water um i can't confirm or deny that but he did seem uh you know it seemed like west warmed uh warmed the pool up for him no it's not like coach nature parties are not like coachella in the forest because coachella is shit compared to a nature party shit 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 <laughs> that's parties, a hot take nature party is also mostly psytrance occasionally techno and uh a house you can look up bush stuffs too they've got loads of videos of those that's what they call them in australia and south africa they're the if, exact same thing. If so there was um, if there was a nature party for like Nine Inch Nails and The Cure and and Faith No More, I I would go to that. I'm not really. I call all be... of those people Good Charlotte people. What? That's exactly what I call them. Like when I hear music like that, I just think it's all in that same. Like that's yeah, the name of the genre. That's that's wild. That's, that's the name of the genre to me. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then we have Team 5 Divers, Team 1 Breakers. This is Kyle, Corey, and Bailey, and Ashley, and Nani breaking. The divers end up quitting. TJ goes, you guys are going to quit. That's embarrassing. But yet, somehow, he's telling other teams to get out so they don't get hypothermia. It was really weird and completely uh, uncalled for. <laughs> then uh, then we get him announcing the winners. We have three teams that ended up finishing. It was 1, 3, and 4. And Team 4 wins, which was Big T, Casey, Anissa, bear and bananas i was pretty pleased that this group this little bunch won i i like that they were in power because it wasn't ashley or maddie who were immediately in the drama it's, it still left a lot of things in play you know it wasn't d who's been in power time and time again it was kind of all the people who we haven't seen as much yet uh well i love big t um i, I support anything uh anything that big t is in on so i'm good with that <laughs> uh okay so uh what do we have back at the bunker oh before we go back to the bunker we have another phenomenal moment from bear where he goes that was so easy losers losers and then immediately after as he's leaving he says well done everyone good job which i just oh love those moments of his 
uh, back of the bunker, we have Maddie and Kyle. They're sort of teaming up to get Ashley out. That was cute since they hooked up before. I was like, ooh, that's cute. Uh, then we have Nelson returning. Corey's giving him a very big hug. The bromance is real. And then we run into nominations and Kyle starts it off, leads the charge. Maddie follows Sue and they vote for Ashley. Jenny and Melissa then both call out Ashley as well. Then Nani and Tori vote for Ashley too. And then Dee calls out Ashley and says, I don't think I can trust you anymore. And then we get an introduction from Kyle saying that he wants to put a stop to this. If anybody has anything to say, or can we just leave it at that? Because going around and saying, you know, horrible things about Ashley isn't necessary. So it makes me think that they cut out a whole bunch of speeches from everyone about why they were voting in Ashley that could have led her to being so emotional in that moment. Because it felt like she had just been assaulted from all angles. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and I'm sure a lot of people liked the way that, that Kyle played it. You know, Kyle was trying to uh, look out for her feelings, understand that she's going in, kind of stop it so that it wasn't like a whole big pile on. Um, overall, I think this was pretty obvious that, that this was going to happen. I know I talked about it last week. Like, it's just the sense I'm getting. You take a, a, a swing and you miss. Yeah. And then you end up catching that that backlash for for a move gone wrong. I think Ashley was a very easy vote, especially after the fight that happened. Um, she didn't do herself any favors in that regard. Um, mm. I think this is a good time to have the conversation about. Actually, no, you know, I'll save it for the end. I want to talk about D. <laughs> What are we but <laughs> I will I will save it for the end. We got to have a D conversation. All right, we'll talk about D. Let's get through the night out. We have one of my least favorite portions of the night out. I think that this was just contrived to the fucking moon and back. It was such a, here's bananas, here's production, working together to create some sort of storyline on the night out. Bananas takes Big T to the side, and then they end up doing this whole little sequence of her speaking to the Holy Trinity, uh, which was jenna kayla and nani and you hear them like each saying oh let's go to the end after the conversation and all ending really well and i can just hear and see the producers behind the fucking camera being like all right now you say let's go to the end make it exciting come on guys and you have fucking kayla and nani stood right behind the camera waiting for their turn to go in and talk to big t i mean that's exactly what that whole series yeah. felt like it was so forced and i think they were trying to give off this this vibe that like you know like big t was like really thought she was getting one over on him and the girls clearly didn't yeah. like weren't going along with it but I, I i think that was that's just stupid they all clearly knew that this was one big joke just Oof. forced like a horror not like it yeah. however the beginning of this whole scene for me was one of the best parts of the night when they all started to leave the house to go out i don't <laughs> I don't know who makes the musical choices, but you randomly got a celebrity skin by Hole to, to soundtrack them going out, a, a 1998 classic. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> so last season was all about, you know, these classic rock selections. And now we're getting lots of, we're getting lots of 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, alternative, like kind of new metal stuff. I want to know who scores the challenge. It'd be cool yeah, to I don't know them. who's, I don't know who's doing it. That would be a great interview. If you could find out who scores the show, I'd love to talk to them. Um, 
then we go back to the house. We have Bear, Rogan, and Wes. They're chatting. Bear's trying to see if Kayla's paying attention still. Bear is saying, let's fake laugh. Ha, 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 to get her attention, which was just great. I love him. I love him. I'm so happy he's on this season. <laughs> um, and then we have the tribunal. This tribunal was of, heavy. What do you think of Kayla's side of this? Like All right. The, I mean, I was going to say this a bit. For, kinda... I'll, I'll save a bit of my opinion for when we actually see them hooking up. But I will say this right now. I fully support Kayla's decision to cheat with Bear and end her relationship back home. And I don't, I don't fault her for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like this horribly grave. Yeah, mistake. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm if certainly not going to pass judgment on any of that. But if you're I, in I'm, such I'm a horrible, I'm more so. What do you think about her whole deal with? Oh, oh, bear! He just won't stop with me. He won't stop. But like she's tr- like the way that she she's doing a really bad acting job. The way that she's trying to. I don't think she's acting. I mean, he won't stop. Obviously, she's into it a bit. But like that's just how you talk. You know, that's how you talk when mm. those moments are happening in life. It's not like you're gonna be like, oh, he's chasing me and I'm super into it. It's like no, she doesn't actually want to be into it. So she's trying to say that she's not. It's sort of, you know, trying to say that. Um, uh, I was frozen for a bit. It's trying to say that that you know he's he's trying to get me and I don't want to I don't want to give it, but she secretly deep down obviously does. I suppose that makes sense. Apparently, Bear is a huge dick, so now I really understand why he gets so many girls. Because word spreads when you hook up with that many friends and cousins. Mm. So <laughs> he's know, stacked, just... <laughs> and and he's he's a really good looking man. He's got charisma. He's packing. He's just not tall, which yeah. apparently yeah, know, he's a, he's a little short. <laughs> uh okay hold on um so then we go into the tribunal this is when things start getting crazy um they were like really weird in this tribunal they were just really deep it felt stupid i didn't like how they were talking to everyone i thought it was just so aggressive just calm down you know they act like they get i I, I just uh, i was just not i was not a fan of this maddie basically says she doesn't want to go in it's not her time yet she's a little bit scared i could see why tori says she wants to go in if it's physical but not so much if it's a puzzle um and in my opinion tori's tribunals never go very well because she's way too honest she's not playing she's not thinking politically she's thinking like i want to be honest i want to say the truth but she's not she's not playing it at all so she ends up getting screwed in these tribunals and then d is super ready for it she comes in guns ablazing. she wants to fucking go into this bear obviously posturing brings up the fact that she voted for bananas or took a shot at bananas with ashley and d has a really similar response to um uh jay after Michaela asked Jay if he was the one that committed the blind side, right? He was just mm-hmm. like, yep. Well, D does the exact same thing here. Bear asks, were you Ashley or did you, did Ashley have an accomplice? And D responds, yeah, me. I love that moment. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it gave us a glimpse of a D that people can really like. Hopefully it, it actually played well. Uh, and then we run into the tribunal aftermath. And this is where we hear Tori running out immediately and saying the tribunal was threatening. They're on a power trip. And then D comes out of her tribunal and says the exact same thing. And it was one of those moments where you and your friend or you walk into your group of friends and say something like, oh my God, I'm schwitzing or it's so hot outside. And then your friend comes in right after and is like, this is the hottest day of the world. And then everyone's like, oh, Sean just said that. That's exactly what that was. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of comments going down. I'll answer some of them. Was I, did I feel this exact way? 
when uh when car was the one cheating and it wasn't kayla yeah to be honest i think if you're in a shitty relationship a genuinely shitty relationship and you can't get out of it for whatever reason like i don't think that you should be held i don't think that you should be held accountable to a relationship that you're not committed to i think if you're somebody who's going around cheating and pretending like your relationship is perfect and never saying anything and not ending it after then that's a different story car one ended it with abe after didn't she mm, right the way that car handled it with abe especially since that's something i i, I just yeah, rewatched and, and i re i did like i looked back into it to to kind of remember that whole situation she really does him dirty it, it, re- but we don't know like, if he's done her dirty or not. And, and no and you i understand that it, independent of that and people will trust me the car stands will sound off about that but the way that the way that all that happened and that um from what i've read everybody knew it wasn't a secret everyone knew that abe was an alternate and and that he, you know there was a good chance he was going to get on the show at some point every everyone knew cara knew yeah every single person on the cast knew and the way that she was acting and then for him to come on the show and the way that she tried to completely leave him in the dark about it and and just apparently how awkward that was for everyone. And yeah, then, that's, but, they, they but imagine how hard that situation is. Like imagine how hard it would be for her to just come clean to Abe on national TV, cameras all around. Like that's a difficult thing to do. That's like a tough conversation to have. And especially if she felt like she was more trapped in that relationship than she was voluntarily she i mean she made those decisions to like she she knew very well the situation that she was potentially putting herself in and i don't think they broke up right after the show i just think you want to know what it is when it comes to romance i think you have to be selfish in life i really do i -hmm. think that when it comes to romantic relationships people give way too much strength on this like imaginary commitment that you make with someone as opposed to your own fucking happiness and what's more important, you know, what it should only bring you happiness. These things should be there to nurture your life, to be your partner. I mean, th- like that's all factors. And if Mikey's not doing that for Kayla, if Abe is not doing that for Kara, then why the fuck are they going to stay loyal to them? And I also think that there's a huge responsibility in how you treat someone. So for example, Mikey has been treating Kayla like shit, which we didn't even know about, but apparently now is the case. Then why the hell does she have to be loyal to that person? If Abe yeah. was horrible to Kara, then the same thing applies to that as well. You know, well, I think that- I, I- I mean, it's when it comes to Abe and Carr, it's, it's more of a it's more of a he said she said the the thing that that I do, and I know that some people are bothered by it, but I just look at the fact that Abe and Kara, they had a pretty crazy relationship, and it got very ugly on the screen and on the show. And the only serious relationship that we know that Abe's been in since is with the woman that he's been married to now, and that seems from what we can see to be a much more stable, calming relationship in his life. Yeah, but Meanwhile, Kara has jumped from toxic relationship into another toxic relationship. So I kind of look at it like that. Like, what is the common factor there? And- Yeah, no, I hear, I hear that, but I think that's a skewed argument because that is an argument that focuses on what things look like, which is never the case when it comes to horribly toxic relationships, you know? And while Kara's relationships currently might seem more toxic than Abe's, we don't even know if that's the case. Abe also could have grown and could have been different with his new relationship than he was with Kara. Now, I'm not saying that what Kara did was great. I really, you know, I, I don't think that that was uh, an ideal way of going about things at all by any means. I don't, I don't support 
the way she handled it per se. But I also don't think it's like the world's worst thing ever. I don't think it was just horrible and that it was completely wrong that she should never have gotten with Thomas or whatever the fuck. I mean, he's honestly like, I'm not the biggest, biggest fan. So I, don't I think just could have picked better, but still. Kara was, if you go back and, and, and you rewatch some of that season and you see the way that she's acting with Abe in the house, it just, it paints a very confusing picture. And also, I, yeah, like I believe they, they didn't break up after after the show. Like they yeah, were together. What happened there? They were weird. still together because there was the one after, after Buzz show where Kara, Abe and Thomas were all there together and Abe had to be restrained. Her, him and Kara were still together then. They were still together during the reunion they didn't break up until closer to that's a bit weird um, to me sometime between rivals three and an invasion i don't think that's definitely weird to me um ivan we're talking about it because somebody asked about it in the comment section and we like to respond to the listeners oh don't don't ivan don't do that that's such a standard cara stand line you're better than that look just come up with the material stand line there are don't do the oh she's not even here and you're you know she's still in your head don't don't do that come up with come up with some good material i i i accept you ripping me for it but just do it in a more creative way yes i agree with that please rip on zach in more creative ways okay (laughs) so then um then we get a confessional from Ashley, which I really like, where she talks about how she supports her family. And I love that. I love people who take care of their families. I think that that's beautiful. Um, and then we go straight into purgatory and the tribunal all collectively votes for D. This matchup is phenomenal, in my opinion. It's D versus Ashley. I think they're so evenly matched. I love that they were going against each other. They're both recent champions in their own right. They both have, you know, a loud mouth this season in a way. They're, they're big characters. They've been in a lot of drama. I mean, it was just a good matchup. I thought it was a perfect matchup. And I think they go against each other very well. Uh, the elimination is called Codebreaker. There's two giant wheels. Each wheel has five rings. To begin, they spit in the first ring. Whichever symbol it lands on is the symbol that they have to go and find uh, the corresponding tile to, which is hidden in one of the hanging pots. They have to use this janky die as a ladder by rolling it into place, stepping on it, and then breaking the pot to get the tile. If the tile is matching, they bring it back to their playing board, and they continue this five times until they have all of their tiles. Once they do, they flip them around to reveal a season of the challenge. They have to name the seasons in chronological order, and the first to do so wins. Now, it starts off, Ashley gets her first tile first, and then Dee ends up lapping Ashley and gets four in a row before Ashley even gets her second one. Ashley gets her second one and the D gets her fifth. And while D is trying to figure out the order of this, Ashley ends up getting a few more. Uh, but by the time she does and gets all of her tiles, it's too late because Wes has helped D enough with the orders and the season's orders that she ends up winning this. Now, Wes was trying to help a little bit more, but the crowd was drowning him out, which I thought was bullshit. You are allowed to help people in an elimination. Every single person on that stage has done it before. I don't think it was that big of a deal they all do that all of the fucking time. I mean, all of the time. This was a big issue today. People are making a lot of light of it online and you're right. It happens all the time. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think what people are missing is if you go back and watch it, some of the information that Wes was giving her was incorrect. He definitely gave <laughs> her the he? incorrect order a couple different <laughs> times from what I could see. Um, obviously, I'm always going to like the challenge making references to older seasons. I mean, we technically got an Inferno reference on the challenge last night. 
So it's it's nice to see them do that rather than acting like those things never existed. But yeah, overall this elimination it was just weird. The setup of it was weird. The mm. the symbols, the 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 giant dice really played no role. Like why even have the symbols on the dice? What was the point of that? It it was oh, just like yeah. a lot of the, it, parts that just didn't quite connect. And really what it came down to was just five tiles with challenge seasons on it and you know getting that right i thought it was, it was gonna be like the dice challenge on cutthroat you know where they have to rotate the dice around and get yes. it onto a certain side and great reference cool. yeah that's a great elimination i mean that's that's that, that's what where big easy be. took out Vinny. <laughs> yeah that was crazy goes to show why Vinny is uh, trash I I don't know why people didn't like that. A lot of people had opinions about Bailey cheating last time or quote unquote cheating. It was just weird. It was weird. I, and and also on top of that, why? I think is you're having not- some you're having some LA connection issues over there. Am I? Whoopsies. Hold on. Let me be back. There we go. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Uh oh. Nope. We're we're losing her. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to. All right, are you good? Are you good? I'm good. I can hear you. I can see. I'm you. good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> are you good? Can you hear me? Now? I can hear you. You're kind of frozen. You're starting to come back. No. Okay. Unfreeze me. Um. I was just saying that this elimination, if it had more of a purpose, more intent, it would have been awesome. But it is just I don't know. It's, yeah. And and on top of that why is it fair or why is it not fair for west to help but it's fair to have an elimination about the orders of seasons for an australian where the show doesn't air and she hasn't seen them before you know i mean it's like one advantage crosses my big issue my big issue with that was um tori you know tori trying to be like oh no d's never seen the show d doesn't know the the order uh, we have already made reference to the fact that Tori on one of those videos that the challenge put out where they were reviewing classic moments, Tori didn't know who Siobhan was and Tori didn't know that Siobhan popped her implant on the show. So Tori, you're not exactly a beacon of knowledge of the show either, because if you're on the challenge, then you should automatically know about Siobhan and her popped implant. Who didn't know about Siobhan and the popped implant? Is Ashley? Tori Deal, your girl. Oh, Tori Deal. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't know. <sighs> oh, by the way, guys, I am getting new internet. We're getting we're upgrading our internet massively. They're coming to install it like next two weeks from now. Oh, two that's that's tight. Yeah. I love it. I'm so excited. We're getting fiber. Ooh. You're getting fiber. new internet and I'm getting a new oven. <gasps> you're getting a new oven that's the best feeling ever right just oh my god like crazy oh yep. my god i want a new oven i love fucking yep. oven. ovens are the best uh, yeah i'm gonna be cooking snickerdoodles in there and all kinds of stuff right guys if you want some serious cooking go check out my instagram at shawnee suisa absolutely uh so yeah post elimination we get ashley versus wes ashley starts saying you know banana stop playing this game with wes and get his bitch ass out this like starts boiling up. Ashley starts going out west even more. I mean, it just got it got like so crazy and whatever, and it felt really emotionally unnecessary. This was not the season for Ashley to have. I, in her post elimination interview, she ends up saying that one of her tiles was hidden under the sand, and you know apparently Wes has cheered against her openly in every single elimination she's ever been in, 
And on top of that, she felt like the season was not hers to, to win. The bunker was too much for her and all that was too hectic for her, which makes sense. Again, the sun is getting to them, the lack of sun. They need rays. They need rays. I th- I agree. I, I see uh, Andrea and a couple of people are saying it. If I'm on a show, especially if you're D and you're in your third season, you know, if you're on that show, you are going back and watching everything because it's, it, it's all you can do to prep. There's a chance that, that that can give you an advantage in the game is mm. knowing seasons and knowing trivia and all of that. I mean, that's, that's what we're seeing on, on Survivor 40. Those people all went back and were studying seasons before they, they went on the show. They were watching all the, all the, the seasons of winners that were going to be on so that they could, you know, have their homework done going in. That's just, you know, that's standard prep. If you're going to do I miss 700 trivia. hours of CrossFit, you got to do that too. <laughs> I miss when they had, that's true. That's very true. I miss when they used to do actual trivia day and they would put in challenge trivia. I fucking love when they used to do that. Cause that was cool. That was like, you know, it was, it was relevant to the show. It wasn't just random trivia. It was trivia about the fucking show. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that too. It's like a self-awareness of, of your own history. All right, guys, I've loved the comment section tonight. If you guys have anything else to say before we start talking about D, bring that up. What do you want to say about D? Let's get into this. So here's here's the thing about D. Um, she is, she's in like a destroying her reputation online spiral. I'm, I'm looking at Twitter and D is in on everything. She's, she just is screaming like thirsty to me. She's commenting oh, on everything oh, that everyone oh, says. I'll fight you on she's this. Hold on, I'm getting ready. Oh, please do. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fucking fight you on this. Also, she she apparently this got is... exposed. She got exposed. Uh, she got exposed for spoilers. Apparently, she she was le- she was leaking info. To okay, to well that's people. bullshit because everybody leaks info and the spoilers are out there all the time. So uh, they can go fuck themselves if they're gonna give her shit for that. Now, next, all right. This has been a take everyone has had on all these fucking groups. There was a group. There was a post on All Things Challenge. Somebody put up a picture of Dee in her bikini smoking a blunt outside on a bit of grass, right? And everybody was ripping her apart as if she was not doing the most casual, enjoyable thing that you could do on a fucking Sunday fun day. Like, how in the world is chilling in a bikini smoking a blunt something that's going to get people riled up saying that that's thirst driven? How is that even? I don't have any issues with that. I have zero issues with that. crazy. Shani, you know that I don't get off on this basic So what's the thirsty thing? Hating. What, because she's working out in her bikini? No, not, I'm not talking about pics or anything like that. I'm talking about D on Twitter. Pissing every me off about that. By the little, way, she can work out in a bikini if she wants to. You every know. little thread that she can find to chime in on and to try and, and when people say like you're searching for but relevance, she's being that's, what, that's what it comes off like D is doing right now. She's No, I think she's being she hilarious. Can. She's trolling. She's trolling. Do you guys not realize that she's been trolling the fan base on the pictures of jay on instagram when she's like babe call me oh my god so cute mm. cutie da-da. like that's literally because it takes five seconds for everybody to just talk you want to know what happens when i post the recaps you guys from everybody when we have hannah's recaps and jennifer's recaps which by the way will be coming out this week and i create some sort of question to get the conversation going 
You wanna know what I think to myself? I think I could pull any fucking quote from these recaps and throw a question in there and the fans are gonna jump on it because they love discussing this shit. So you wanna know what Dee is thinking when she's commenting? She's like, oh, I can't wait for the reaction on this one. This is gonna be nuts. I'm gonna fucking put a picture of me smoking a blunt in a bikini and the entire world is gonna go crazy. Imagine if you had that kind of power in trolling the internet, Zach. Imagine if three words on a Twitter thread created that kind of a ruckus. You would be doing it all day long. You would be doing it all day long. You would absolutely be in every Twitter thread. You already are in every Twitter thread. If and D, cause as big of a ruckus. If, if D is, is getting her troll on, then she's doing it at an Idris level of, of competency. <laughs> Which is not No, you cannot compliment. compare her to Idris because you wanna know what the difference is? By the way, I've I've decided this. Idris has a social media manager who does all of his commenting for him. There is no that fucking is way. Tea. Are you serious? There's no fucking way that Idris himself is actively I have friends who have accounts with 10k, 20k, and they have social media managers who do all their commenting for them. A lot of them do. Bananas does. So many of these people do who have who have all of these fucking followers. There's no way. Idris's entire thing has been about getting on these shows to build up his following so he can monetize, so he can make money this way, which, listen, that's a hustle. It's a career in its own right. I have absolutely no qualms with that whatsoever. But I do think that whoever's running his accounts needs to seriously tone it down because they're doing him a disservice. Now, D, I don't, I don't know if that's true. She's, she's as the kids say, she's uh she's doing too much and she might be annoying i'll agree with that irving is saying she's trolling but she's being annoying it's fine if you think she's annoying that's totally fine but i just don't think that she's legitimately that invested in all this shit she's trying to elevate herself to like top tier every being on every season face of the show status and of course everyone's going to want to do that but i'm just saying you know from my perspective uh also as the kids say d ain't it i like d I like D. She pulled out the win tonight. She fucking went in there. I like her. I, yeah, but the, sorry, like, this is minute. one of those eliminations where it's like, <laughs> man, are you really going to talk shit after like this elimination? No, no, no. Was this pointless. is obviously not. No, but it would it would have also been a pointless one to lose to. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That is one of my issues with this season. And, and this is what we really need to segue into because overall, I did not think this was a great episode of the show. And I'm very worried about the season because I have never seen a... Uh, this has been developing in recent seasons but to this point i have never seen a season of the challenge that is so scripted that yeah. is so manufactured oh yeah you had during the elimination you had these horrible horrible confessionals of like jenna and jenna saying <laughs> well i think that so and so might and you're looking at this and for an educated reality viewer you just know that they pulled Jenna aside and they're like, Hey Jenna, get in here and read these two lines for us. Thank you. We're going to, yeah, the confessionals have been, the confessionals have been brutal. So I I happen to think that they got a lot of people from the production crew at CBS onto some of these seasons because the way that they're doing the confessionals is so big brother. It's ridiculous. Like big brother confessionals are very much so the narration if you will of the entire episode so they use them in order to create a format for the episode so they have them recite certain things and it's clear they have to go through certain parts of the episode but i feel like they're using similar tactics in the challenge it's just look also some of the drama is stupid as fuck when nani and maddie were fighting what the hell was that manufactured yeah do you think nani and maddie actually wanted to fight overall i don't no absolutely not 
And I think um, what, what we're running into is, like I said earlier, based on the way that they present the show, based on the production value and the high budget that they put into making the show look like this crazy war, when you're actually breaking down the level of competition, when you're breaking down the daily challenges that we've gotten so far, the eliminations that we've gotten so far, it's not impressive. There's there other than maybe the first daily challenge of the season, there has been nothing on this show on this season to date that is like, oh wow, that is like super athletic. Like what look was how, last week's daily? Oh yeah, the puzzle thing. The 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 first yeah. the first part of it, yeah. <laughs> or was that the helicopter one? Was that last week or two weeks ago? I don't no, know. the helicopter that, one was two weeks. Helicopter one was cool. That was the only one that was cool. Yeah, and and but even that, it's kind of just like like a jog back and forth. Like when people talk about this show and the way that they treat it as a sport, that crowd, however you feel about that, there this has been a recurring problem the last couple seasons. There there's really not that much that goes into these things. These dailies are just. Mm. they're not yeah, that I'm hard not, i'm not they're really I, the people that have this whole thought that newer seasons are so much more difficult than the older seasons when no. you watch something like no, this no, 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 no. there's no. not that much of a difference they're not thinking about these new seasons they're talking about like like new seasons like five years ago yeah. when it actually yeah. was hard you know rivals exes like those are new seasons to a lot of people and i agree yeah with so sure. so i think we need to amend yeah we need to amend yeah. that we they need to be like okay back yeah, like generation two, the, this shit was pretty crazy. But what we're generation seeing three now is not. Yeah, what we're seeing now is is not. These eliminations haven't been that difficult. What Jay did last week was cool because he he tied in an element of strategy I to it. I really but, liked yeah, like last this elimination. week's elimination. I loved last week's elimination. I also loved. I didn't love, but I liked the daily this week. I thought it was cool. I like the water. I like the water part. I thought one of the features was great. I think they could have changed up the puzzle slightly, made it a little bit more of a five-team person effort, bigger water pond, more pieces, whatever. I, I see I see what Andrea is saying. Like Nelson went to the hospital. I'm saying it's not hard. You're, you're right. That's that's not the best way to describe <laughs> it. But I think I think the actual um the actual uh Oh, okay, okay. Here, you would like this limb, right? Imagine this. Much larger piece of water about waist deep. Okay. Very, very, very fucking cold. Uh, like 30, no, no, like 10 to 12 pieces that they have to get out. And it's all five teammates having to do it. And it's a much tougher puzzle that forms some sort of like 3d triangle pyramid, whatever. I mean, that would have been a cool elimination. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Instead we have an elimination where it's going to be like, am I really going to have to read challenge fans five months from now and have someone be like, Oh, look at D's elimination record. You know, she beat Ashley. And then I'm gonna have to think back on it. I'm gonna and I'm gonna have to be like, wait, yeah, like she won that fucking whack elimination yeah, with that was the stupid. dice and the flower pots. No, we're not gonna hold that one as a she beat Ashley. I, I, like, like I can't head. take it away from her. I honestly, yeah, yeah. Like, I I don't want to get too much. I, I don't want to get too much into like discrediting things because you have to hold elimination wins to a certain standard. But I think you just have to understand like what the actual whack eliminations are. Like people rip on the on the Johnny Devon Lightbright elimination. I thought that was a cool elimination. There was a whole there was a whole strategy puzzle and memory element to it that I enjoyed. I love that one. I thought that was people cool. got pissed off about it because there was a lot of Johnny fans that were pissed off about it. I think that was a good elimination. Yeah, I look Johnny at an elimination has lost physical like, ones. Let's all relax. Yeah, like yeah, and like I look at an elimination like this, and I think that 
this really didn't tell me anything. This, this elimination didn't tell me who the superior, uh, like who the superior challenger is. It just, it just didn't really do it for me. This is a good comment from, um, oh my God, don't kill me. Is it Andrea or Andrea? It's Andrea. Andrea? Because she hates one of them. And I don't want to say one that you hate. Uh, I'm almost she, positive it's Andrea. But she makes a really good comment. Make the puzzle in the water. I mean, that would have been great. That would have been fucking great. Yeah. It, some sort of I like agree. overwater puzzle type thing like that. And maybe like it would be the water temperature that they were doing in the in the the second rounds after the hospital. But I don't know. We'll see. I really liked last week's elimination. I think it stuck out to me. It will always stick out to me. It's going to be one of those that I remember that was very well designed. I liked it. They need to do more of that kind of shit. Well, so far we've had four eliminations this season. And in my opinion, three of them were pretty bad. And mm. last week's elimination was, was pretty good. In the terms limbs were of- not very good. The limbs have not been very good. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, anyways, guys, I think that's it for tonight. You have anything else to say, Calhoun? Well, overall, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm concerned about the season. It's very scripted. It's low on substance. And the cast is just, it's not really getting it done. It's not a super likable you, cast. But do you think that once it dwindles down, we'll end up liking some of the cast more? Because I have a feeling that, for example, people like Bailey and Swaggy have yet to shine their true personality potential I agree with that on this I, I I agree that if if there is potential for this season that hasn't been tapped into it's it's that the way that it's been edited so far we really haven't gotten like almost any personal interaction with the majority of the cast mm. um we don't have we haven't even had Melissa at all oh my god what the fuck is that what there's a huge like what is that oh my god <laughs> this is unprecedented <laughs> I think it's one of those giant mosquito things. It's oh, like, I thought it was like a I thought it was like a man standing at your at your window. No, like that would have taken a way different reaction. Are you okay? Kidding? I would have been like, oh my god, the fuck are you doing here? Oh no, now he's getting scared. I have a spider that lives in my corner though that will probably eat that thing. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, he'll that's get you good. Soon. He'll get you. Feed the ecosystem. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. No, I, I'm, I, I'm, I hear you on this season. I do hear you on that. I'm worried because I don't want it to be like Final Reckoning, which we had like by the end of it, we were just like, God damn it! Why yeah, do like, we have please to? Please be over. Please yeah. be over. So I, I don't think it will be so bad. I I feel like I feel like we need to have less people so we can start hearing from others. Like we don't have Ashley now. That's a lot of screen time that's going to be replaced by somebody else. You know? Yeah, ho- hopefully DJ Mel Reeves and Big T. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I think that's it for me. Uh, you know, big F off to the CT stands. I'm done with you guys. Uh, team Tony Vlacos. I'm, I'm Tony Tribe all the way, always have been. Let's go. Yeah, I'm so excited. Wait, Zach, we really need to discuss Survivor. I haven't seen this week's episode, but can we please yeah. jump on on like tomorrow or Saturday? I need to do a Survivor Definitely. debrief. There's been so much that's happened this season. It's been out of this world. Yeah, it's it's starting to hit like like just peak yeah. insanity. Yeah. Awesome. I've got so, so much yeah. to say. It's actually out of this. It's, I can't even. I can't even. I could go on forever. Anyways, you guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back here next week. Hopefully, we'll be back midweek for Survivor's shenanigans. Uh, you can follow us. I'm at Shawnee Suisa on Instagram. That's zcal77 on Instagram. Also, check us out saynightpodcast.com. We will have Hannah's hit list out for you guys tomorrow. We will also have a Twitter recap. Shout out to my girl, Michelle, for taking care of that. And then, of course, Jennifer's recap will come out as well. 
Oh, don't you dare sit on my pillow, my dog. Okay, it's time for me to go. I have to go discipline my animal. I All love right. you guys so love much. Love to the comments. Robert, Jonathan, Andrea, we yes. see you. We see you all. Thank you guys for tuning in every single week. It is always a pleasure. And if you're watching and you guys have not been commenting, you feel weird, you don't know if you want to start in. And when you, you know, not comfortable yet to get into the groove, just drop comments in here. Please pick fights with all of our usual listeners. We love that stuff. They love the arguments. It's very enjoyable for us. And drop anything you have, disagreements or agreements with whatever we have to say. We promise we will not fight. Mm -hmm. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.